0: how all the technology works behind it, and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegronbacher.com forward slash podcast course, and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach to Personal Finance. This is George Gronbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Lee Baker. Lee, are you ready to do this?
1: Yeah, George, I'm absolutely ready to do this. Excellent. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, yeah, you bet. Let's do this. Lee is a CFP. He is the principal at Apex Financial Services, and he is the president of AARP Georgia. I'm excited to have you on. Lee, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Yeah, so um, a little about my personal life. You know, husband, uh, father of two beautiful young girls. You know, from a personal standpoint, I love to play golf. Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of the times I'm not really good at it, but I still (laughs) like getting out there and and having fun with folks. So I'm I'm working on my golf game quite a bit Uh, in terms of, you know, what it is that I do and why I do what I do. As you mentioned, I'm a certified financial planner. And, you know, the way I like to think about that is is I, I try to help people come up with smart strategies to move their lives forward, to help them make smart financial decisions so they can Uh, Live life better Now, Why do I do what I do? If if I'm perfectly candid about it, um, it's accidental You know, I'd like to tell you and the people listening to your podcast that now I kind of had this straightforward game plan to become a financial advisor, but it it happened by accident you know when I was in college my um, my father uh, was diagnosed with cancer from a background perspective Uh, I grew up middle class, and and if you divided middle class into three tiers, it was lower middle. So when I was in college uh, and, and, you know, mismanaged money, as college kids are wont to do, um, there wasn't this pool of assets that I could call home and and ask for to begin with, and with my dad's medical situation, that just made things worse. Uh, So I got a part-time job, and, uh, you know, literally from – Uh, Spring of my my first year in college, through graduation, I worked for a a small insurance agency, which ended up being fortuitous because I I learned some things in that process um, that in in many ways led to my uh, future wife becoming my first client in that um, her father died uh, shortly after she had started in college, and so uh, her mother had died when she was a little girl. And you know you go through the process and someone dies and you're 19 years old and all of a sudden you're the de facto head of household um, because of some of what I had learned working at the insurance agency I was able to help her make some decisions and so if you know, she'd gotten some bad advice um, not that it was intentionally bad but just wrong that could have cost her and her brothers and sisters a little bit of money and so I was able to help get that fixed and so that just kind of led me down this path to helping people with making money decisions because even when it's not in a situation as dire as your parent dying, um, making good decisions about your finances is incredibly important to all of us.
0: There's no two ways about that, and then particularly when you're dealing with these transitions or hard times that life throws at us, it's a it's an opportunity to make terrible decisions because we're emotional, but then an opportunity to to hopefully be able to find good advice like she was able to, um, and then successfully navigate through those transitions and come out well on the other side.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: So I I'm 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 curious. Um, getting good at at anything, if it's a hobby or you're interested in becoming a singer or a better golfer, obviously you need. Good information, and then it takes practice. How do you how do you look at 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 that versus or in relation to people becoming good with finances? Some people want to spend a lot of time on it. Other people don't ever want to spend any time on it.
1: Yeah, so I, I'd like to look at it from two perspectives. One is from my perspective as a quote unquote professional or quote unquote expert. Um, when I think about practice from my perspective, it's more being a lifelong learner. You know, um, one thing I like to tell people is that it, here in America, every time we have a change, uh, in the white house, that means there's more work for us as financial advisors to do, hmm. you know, cause I, I don't care which side of the aisle you land on. If you go back through our history, when there's a new president, tax changes always follow okay and that's whether you're for them again or against them doesn't really matter and so we have to constantly stay on top of those things um and whether you want to refer to it as studying lifelong learning practice we've got to do those things and making sure to get additional certifications uh you know anybody can say they are a quote-unquote financial fill in the blank and yeah it's not illegal okay but you want to do some things uh, and your, your listeners will want to make sure that uh, they're working with an individual that's gotten some certifications and, and has some responsibility to do right by them. And so you can look for things like a certified financial planner or a certified public accountant if it's tax work and those sorts of things. And so uh, there are additional designations that we can do to basically sharpen the blade, so to speak, in, in terms of practicing for our clients. Now, from a client perspective, you know, doing financial planning, it's not like, oh, it's not like getting a a shot, you know, when you're a kid and you you have to get a shot for measles, mumps, rubella, and and all those sorts Mm -hmm. of things. And you go to the doctor and you get a shot, and you cry, and then it's over and you don't have to do anything anymore. Well, no, being good and diligent with your finances, it's an ongoing process. And so you can't just do it one time and and, and set it and forget it like the old uh, infomercials where you you, you put a chicken in the (laughs) the cooker and and, and you push the button and you're done with it. You've got to stay on top of this because so many things change in our lives. Again, it's taxes, it's children, it's death, it's divorce, it's job changes, and there's a lot of transitions uh, that occur you can't simply set it and forget it. You've got to work on this stuff. You, you set your plan. you got to go back, review it, um, and simply make sure that uh, you're staying on top of those things.
0: Yeah, it really is a matter of um, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure kind of a thing. Absolutely. And I, I know that you're not advocating that people start watching financial media or paying attention to it You know, 10 hours a day, but how, how much time do you think that people need to be touching this or thinking about it?
1: You know, I think people need uh, to touch it at a minimum, at least once a week. You know, um, quite often when we're working with couples, you know, we'll say, hey, listen, sit down every now and then and make sure that both of you know what's going on in your personal and financial lives. Um, you know, Now, I totally understand human nature, and there are times when I can be guilty of it myself. Um, but you know, in our practice, we do some things to help people navigate our natural tendencies. So, um, a lot of times, and and I I would imagine any other financial advisors that are listening to you would say, if they ask their clients how frequently they even just look at their accounts just to kind of get the gist of it. Not you're looking at it and you're day trading and and you're, you're obsessing over it, but a lot of times, you know, we'll hear from clients, it's kind of like, eh, I didn't look at it. And so, you know, we've tried to automate some things. Uh, virtually everybody we know at least opens their email, and, and they go to some sort of email device multiple times a week. And so in an effort to combat that inertia, so to speak, listen, if nothing else, you know, once a week you'll see an email that's just a really brief snapshot of what has occurred in the markets and specifically any adjustments or any changes that have occurred in your account so if nothing else get that email it's a quick read take a look at it um, you know for clients that want to do more and, and want to go deeper that is there um, not only for information that we provide out of our office but uh, you know uh, Fortune magazine Wall Street Journal Kiplinger's there's lots of places that you can go to get that information, in addition to wonderful podcasts like this. And so, while you're riding in your car, tune into A Money Savage so that you can learn about those things because there's opportunities where um, you can multitask to some degree. So, if you're riding the train into work, you're driving your car, you're on the treadmill, take an opportunity to uh, listen to some podcasts because things have gotten um, easier in some ways for us certain technologies didn't exist you know 10 15 years ago we couldn't easily you know there weren't you know podcasts so to speak for us to listen to and you know iPhones on our on our arm as we're jogging uh through the neighborhood but we can now and and so absolutely jogging working out driving in Take five or ten minutes when you can, but at a minimum, get together with your spouse or significant other uh, once a week and take a quick look at things.
0: Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I don't think that that's too much to ask anybody to do. So, what are some of those other drivers that you point to some of your successful to to your most successful clients and say, okay, these are behaviors that these these folks engage in. If it's not using credit cards or not buying homes that are too big, what just what are some of those some of those drivers?
1: You know, some of the drivers for a lot of people, uh, frankly, go to things that are often emotional in nature. And so as financial advisors, more and more, uh, you know, there's more academic um, instruction, if you will, on behavioral finance and how that plays out in terms of how people manage their money. And it's not just investing, Um, like I said, budgeting, overspending, and so through the years, You know I've had interactions with clients and one uh, client in particular that I I think of from some years back uh, when this client would have oh let's call it a little tiff if you will with their significant other overspending would ensue and and so we sat down and and looked at her expenses and you know the the issue was making a fair amount of money but not really making any progress And, and so you earn a good living but your net worth is essentially the same year after year after year, and it didn't make any sense. And she was at least concerned enough to come into my office, and so she came in and said, hey, I've been making good money for all these years, but I just don't seem to be getting anywhere. And and so we went through this exercise of one, I sat down and sort of took a look at some of her expenses and she, you know, bank statements, credit card statements to review and look at some of the expenses. And oftentimes, you know, we as people really don't pay a lot of attention to what we spend money on. And and if you don't really pay attention to it, it's very easy to overspend. But because I knew that she had a, she was overspending, I said, okay, here's what I want you to do. Uh, I gave her just a little, you know, three by four kind of a spiral notebook. And I said, I want you to write it down every time you spend some money for the next week. Now, you don't really need to show this to me. This is for you. And just so that we're clear, it's spend money. So I don't care if that's cash, you're writing a check, you're using a credit card or debit card. I just want you to keep this little tablet with you. And every time you spend some money, I want you to write it down. And so I think maybe four days in, she called and was like, oh, Mr. Baker, my God, I had no idea that I was spending this kind of money. But with me sort of walking through the bank statements and the credit card statements, you know, patterns developed where it was, okay, you went to the grocery store and then got cash back. But the problem is, is you went to the grocery store three or four times a week. Right. And this habit repeated itself. And so that $50 cash back that you got from Kroger, like most people, if you got cash in your pocket, when you spend it before long, you had no idea where that money went. And in her case, literally every week, it was probably a couple hundred dollars, every week of cash, and she just simply didn't know. But by going through this exercise of writing it down, you know she was able to identify it in addition to the fact that as we had the conversation, and again, I am not any sort of licensed therapist uh, or even remotely practice it, but it became clear that uh, her relationship frequently was a trigger for some overspending.
0: People making a good living but not making progress. That's a that's a really powerful phrase right there. And, Absolutely. You know, it's, it, that's something that we're all guilty of is what is it that triggers us to go outside of our budget or to 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 spend more frequently and then going back such a simple exercise of just writing down what's going on what when am i spending money and then actually making those connections because we have blinders and 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 blind spots it's each and every one of us do so what a powerful exercise absolutely Nice. So I I want to hear a little bit about your 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 work with AARP, um, and mm-hmm. what what some of the the real main issues are that 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 AARP members are are struggling with right now.
1: Oh sure, absolutely. So, um, as you mentioned, my my role with AARP is that of president, and in AARP world. Uh, the president is the lead volunteer so I'm I'm not on payroll uh, I don't get to tell employees what to do sure. but here in Georgia we've got more than a million members and so my job if you will is to be the primary spokesperson for the volunteers and the membership uh, here in the state of Georgia well you know the focus of AARP is on a uh, that are above 50 okay and um, you know you ask people well what do they think about AARP or what do they know about AARP? The first thing they think about is discounts for insurance. And those things are true to an extent. Um, Like any very large entity, AARP has multiple divisions, if you will. Well, uh, the volunteers uh, and where the the real work, so to speak, gets done is uh, is basically focused on service. And so we do lots of things in the community, uh, fraud events, you know, trying to help protect seniors, uh, folks in the military, uh, tips on how to protect them from fraud. Uh, So we do shredding events, you know, all across the state uh, and constantly trying to remind people, hey, one of the simplest things you can do to help prevent uh, becoming a victim of fraud is to make sure that those credit card statements that you get in the mail um, boarding passes from the airplane uh those things make sure they get shredded so even if you don't have a shredder, come out to one of the events we've got a one of those big shred trucks come in there, and for me, you know I'm a little bit of a nerd. <laughs> I just love watching those bins get dumped in there and you know hearing them grind, and then you see the dust particles uh flying away. But to me, that's kind of a signal of, as those dust particles fly away, that's the opportunity for somebody to have been robbed of uh, their finances and what they worked so hard on uh, to maintain. Uh, It's it's the chances of a crook flying away with those dust particles. Um, If you wanted to boil down the focus uh, of what we do into uh, just some key areas, think of health, wealth, and self. you know uh, right now uh, prescription drugs is a big topic here in the country and uh, for a lot of people in general but specifically uh, our senior population the ability to pay for medications is just getting more and more difficult um, and, and so we try to bring resources education and yes there's some advocacy involved in making sure that you know you worked all these years Um, and and try to avoid having people make decisions about keeping the lights on versus taking a medication, Uh, buying food versus taking the medication. You know, when we talk about your your wealth, um, you know, you've worked hard. Uh, As a financial advisor, we talk to people frequently about saving money, investing money, and growing your nest egg, uh, that sort of thing. But when you get to retirement, how do you use that? How do you then turn whatever it is you've saved, um, into an income stream when either you no longer are able to work or decide that, hey, listen, I've worked long enough and, you know, I want to enjoy my golden years. And self, you know, we, we talk a lot about caregiving. It's, it's huge. Uh, I find that if you are in a room full of people and you say, hey, listen, how many of you think you're a caregiver you know, maybe half the hands will go up. But then when you really talk about who is a caregiver, uh, if you are a parent, you're a caregiver. Uh, so it's not necessarily um, you're taking care of mom and dad in their older years, but for all of us, at some point, you are either going to be a caregiver or somebody is going to be a caregiver for you. And, um, you know, it can be stressful. If you've ever had to deal with, you know, let's say a parent with dementia or you're the parent of a special needs child, um, again, very, very stressful. And sometimes you feel like you're in it by yourself, uh, and that's just not true, but it feels that way. And knowing that there are other people that have gone through it or are going through it uh, is tremendous. Even at our our church, you know, we've started a a, a grief share ministry at our church um, because um, you know, often you can feel like, hey, it's just you by yourself and nobody knows how you feel. And you know, nobody knows exactly how you feel, but we've all had to deal with something. So at AARP, you know, we, we spend a lot of time on, on caregiving um, and there's so much more livable communities work where we try to work with uh, cities, developers, uh, the the politicians, and work on the basic idea that, listen, as we're building these neighborhoods, um, let's try to build it in mind that says, hey, listen, if it's good for a seven-year-old, it should also be good for a 70-year-old. You know, let's look at the sidewalks and can that mother pushing her child in the stroller navigate it? Can that 70-year-old couple walking around, and maybe the balance has gotten a little off, can they navigate it? Uh, Is there green space? Is there somewhere for the kids to play? Uh, Is it somewhere for that young couple to to have a picnic in the park? Um, Can people get back and forth to work well? And so we spend a lot of time doing that. As a matter of fact, here in Georgia, just a week ago, we had a panel with some uh, mayors in the area to talk about some of the work Uh, We've done in some of the communities and and how to work together better uh, To create a a better Georgia and a more livable Georgia for all the citizens here
0: Health wealth and self those are absolutely those are incredible drivers and incredible organizations. So thank you so much for taking the time to 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 be the number one volunteer Well the savage nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them?
1: So, you know call it a tagline call it a tip uh, but one of the guiding principles I have for our firm is to have a vision, make a plan, and be well. That may sound a little simplistic, but it's really kind of our, our guiding post. Uh, when we're bringing on new clients, you know, often I'll say, hey, listen, have you ever put together a jigsaw puzzle? And at some point, most people have at least attempted it. Sure. But then follow that up with, okay, well, what's the most important piece uh, if you're putting together a jigsaw puzzle? Frequently, people will say, hey, listen, it's the edges or you want to try to find the corners or the centerpiece, something along those lines. And maybe this is a bit of a trick question, (laughs) but the actual answer is it's the picture on the top of the box. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, imagine if you would that you're going to try to put together a jigsaw puzzle and you don't know what the picture is. (sighs) Not saying you can't do it but it's going to be real darn hard. (laughs) But if we can start with that picture in mind, if we can help people create that vision, it's easier to then make a plan to get there. And if you make that plan to get there and you take the appropriate steps, then you can live well. And so if nothing else, quickly have a vision, make a plan and be well.
0: Mike, that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. And I couldn't agree more. Like the, the individual pieces, yes, they're certainly important. But first thing, the primary thing is understanding what the whole thing is supposed to look like in the first place. So amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Lee, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you?
1: Uh, your listeners can go to www.apexfinancial.com. There's tons of resources. Uh, you know, there's e-books. There's quizzes, videos. Uh, come there. Stick around. And if any of your listeners need some more information, please don't hesitate to reach out to us.
0: Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Lee your appreciation and share today's show The friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to apexfinancial.com. Check out all the great resources that they have on the site. I'll list all that in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Lee.
1: Thanks for having me here. And I appreciate it. And uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to the Savage Nation.
0: I love it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.